Arizona Sports, Sports, the local sports sports leader, Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset, brought to you by Collins Comfort AC and Plumbing, proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals, 4 o'clock reset. Midway point of the Burns and Gambo show, this is what's going on in sports. We start with the Arizona Cardinals and your updates from today as they were back on the practice field. Get ready for the Broncos. Cliff Kingsbury, today, if Kyler Murray will need surgery and when that will take place? Yes. Um, after Christmas. It's the timetable I was told, yeah. And they want to make sure there are no surprises with his knee. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, let the swelling go down, do some um, prehab exercises to make sure that um, when they do go in, there aren't any surprises and they know what they're, uh, they're, they're in for when they um, do the surgery. So after Christmas, I mean, you're basically saying like January, right around January. 1. Basically right around the first. So that's uh, tough with that type of injury. You know, if it's in September, August, September, October, a much easier chance to try to make it back for the start of the season. This late in the season, it's almost impossible to make it back for the start of next Yeah, season. if you're talking about a nine-month process, right? Now you're talking about the beginning of October before he's back. And as yeah. we've talked about, we don't know exactly what back is going to look like for Kyler Murray. We also heard from now starting quarterback Colt McCoy on Murray's ACL. I spend more time with him than I do with my kids. I feel for him. I've been through it. A lot of guys have. You play football long enough, this, this kind of stuff happens. You don't ever want to happen to you. Kyler has a good support staff around him. I'll certainly be there for him. And we want him to be back as soon as possible, but I want him to get healthy. Yeah, just a reminder, Colt McCoy nearly retired after the 2018 season after breaking his leg, needing three surgeries to get healthy. Uh, in fact, he was asked a question today about you know his, his wife and how patient she was when he decided he wanted to keep playing football, and he paused for a second. Yeah, she's a trooper when he decided he wanted to come back. He so he's not like Tom Brady's wife. Apparently not. Um, I was able to keep playing. And Colt also said he's visited Kyler Murray a couple of times, and so that's the latest on that. Other notes from today. Yeah. Defensive end Zach Allen underwent hand surgery. Cliff Kingsbury was not sure if that means the season is over just yet. Wide receiver Rondale Moore was put on season-ending injured reserve, so and we won't see any more out of him this year. Yeah, it's listen, I, I love the kid. He can't stay healthy. Love the kid. Terrific player. I just, his inability to stay healthy has is, is been a problem. Second round pick. Offensive lineman Will Hernandez was activated off the IR today. Quarterback David Blau was signed to the active roster from the Vikings practice squad, so apparently he now becomes the third string quarterback. Uh, and also, quarterback Carson Strong was signed Will, to the practice squad. Will Hernandez was a star on Hard Knocks. He was. Oh, and which, by the way, I meant to mention this earlier Hard Knocks tonight. And I know the show hasn't given us what we've wanted this year, but given everything that's transpired, okay, I wonder what we'll see. Okay, I'll watch it. That's tonight. I, I we don't have any games tonight. Do no, we? we don't. I had kind of given up on the show yeah, no, to be perfectly me, honest with you. Been that good, and I'm I'm okay. gonna give it a shot tonight. I want to see what's in it. Okay. I want to see what's in it. Given I, I, everything I'm that's with going you. On. I think you're right. Yeah. Other NFL notes. Rob Gronkowski said the Patriots would welcome Tom Brady back with all open arms if he wants to return. Wow. I don't know why Gronk's the one saying that, but he believes the Patriots would want him back. Quarterback Baker Mayfield expected to be the starter for the Packers and the Rams.
Rams coming up on Monday Night Football next week. Interesting. Let's see if he can show them enough to stay in Los Angeles as a possible backup to Matthew Stafford or maybe the replacement for Matthew 49ers Stafford. 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy questionable for tomorrow night's game against Seattle with an oblique rib injury. Quick turnaround for the 49ers yeah, there. Seattle's season is on the brink right now. No doubt. They've had some struggles lately. And the Texans cut former Cardinals running back Eno Benjamin. Houston head coach Lovey Smith on cutting Eno, quote, We just thought that we needed to go in a different direction. We'll leave it at that. Sometimes divorce is a good thing. Close quote. Saints claimed him on waivers. Correct. Yes. New Orleans Saints claimed him on waivers. So third team in the last like four weeks. 1,905 days later after the NCAA in- ended their investigation into U of A men's basketball and head coach Sean Miller. Eh, slap on the wrist. Miller was not penalized. The Arizona Wildcats men's basketball program received a $5,000 fine. $5,000? Whoa! I hope they can cut that check. Got Steep. A one-player scholarship reduction for the 23-24 season. A seven-week recruiting ban. Basically, they said, because they self-imposed a lot of their own punishments, they didn't really need to do much of anything what else. What a waste of program. time that was. Totally. 100%. <laughs> waste of time. No, no, 100%. U of A men's basketball last night, by the way, got a win against Texas Corpus Christi. They play, Do they play ASU on New Year's Eve? I believe they do. Wow. I yep. want to watch that game. So, hey, U of A plays Tennessee. Next and next games against Tennessee. That should be a good one too. I think I believe it's next and next game. Yeah, that should be a good Tennessee's one. Tennessee's ranked really high. If they can beat Tennessee, whoo. This news just coming down from Jeff Passan, right-handed pitcher Noah Syndergaard, and the L.A. Dodgers are in agreement on a contract. The 30-year-old Syndergaard is expected to join the Dodgers starting rotation. It is a one-year deal, according to John Heyman and Joel Sherman. He was with the Angels for a majority of last year. Yes, he was. And then he ended up at the with the Phillies. Listen, he was once a dominant pitcher, and uh, you know, obviously, the injury took had, had some had a big factor on his fastball, but he's still pretty good. World or uh, not? Well, I'll get to the World Cup in a minute. One more baseball note: the National League West just got that much tougher last night. The Giants and shortstop Carlos Correa agreed on a thirteen-year, three hundred and fifty million dollar contract. Takes him to forty-one or forty-two. Yes, incredible, just incredible. It's uh, like I said, I man. I think these teams got to start signing guys like what Seattle did, signing these guys at twenty. Too. Maybe a less of a risk than having to pay him all of that money when they're, you know, when they're going to be in their forties. Meanwhile, from the World Cup, the 2022 FIFA World Cup, France beat Morocco today by a score of two to nothing, which means it will be France versus Argentina in the World Cup final. It's been a it's been a good World Cup, and that should be a great game. That should be a great game. France had gotten by England in a hard fought match, and then they just beat Morocco, and now they'll uh, they'll take on Argentina and Lionel Messi. Yep. So they go for back-to-back World Cups, only Brazil in 62 and Italy in 1938. You were a young man when Italy defended the World Cup. Four-time World Cup champions, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. France can join that illustrious group after reaching the final with their 2 nothing win over Morocco. Italy beat France in one of those World Cups. The most recent World Cup for Italy, they beat France. Well, your, your anti-France is, is just... 
bordering on abusive. Listen, you you go better to the, take it easy on you that. You go country. to the Coliseum in Rome, you see history. You see, wow. You go to the Eiffel Tower, you're like, yeah, it's a hunk of metal. <laughs> it's just a big piece of metal. Uh, Coyotes last right. night dropped another game back out on the road. They fell to the Sharks by a score of 3-2. to two. The Coyotes, a modest two-game win streak. They were trying to make it three last night. You go to the top, you look around a little bit. <laughs> all right, look to right. Look to, okay, can I get down now? Go to the Coliseum. You want to spend all day there. You can't believe the history and the tradition. You go to the Eiffel Tower. It's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> It's like going to the Grand Canyon. You go to the Grand Canyon. Ooh, Safe to uh, say. Okay, let's go. You're rooting for Argentina then, I'm guessing. Damn right, I'm rooting for Argentina. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured. The truth uh, is, he never left them. He never did. No, he never. You no, know, he's good. He, I like that. The 2022 college football playoff semifinals coming to State Farm Stadium on December 31st. Of course, featuring number two Michigan versus number three TCU. They square off for the first time ever in the Verbo Fiesta Bowl. Head to the contest page now at ArizonaSports.com for your chance to win a pair of tickets. When we come back, Suns are struggling. The team is starting to drop like flies when it comes to the injuries. How are the players managing? We'll ask forward Tory Craig. He'll join us next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Arizona Sports. Breaking news. We've rescheduled Troy Craig for the next segment of the show because news broke within the last 60 seconds, and we need to talk about it right now. Ian Rappaport from his verified Twitter account, according to sources, Arizona Cardinals general manager Steve Keim is taking an indefinite health-related leave of absence from the team. Wow. Okay. So far, that is the information we have in front of us. But we want a definite health-related leave of absence from the team. Well, first off, first off, no matter what anybody thinks about the job that he's done with drafting and free agents and signings, uh, Steve Kime has been a part of this Cardinals organization for a really, really, really long time. And uh, I know we want to wish him the best. Yep. Health-related leave of absence has should have people worried and concerned. And so uh, my first thought is not about whether Steve Kime should, should, could, should keep his job or not. It's about I really hope that he's okay uh, because he's a good person. He's a good person. Um, not perfect, but he's a good person. And, uh, and I genuinely like him as a person and I really want the best for him and his family, uh, his kids and everything. So I really do hope that he is okay. We, he's been nothing but good to us here on Burns and Gambo. We, we've hosted the Steve Kime show for the better part of the last two or three years now. He's always been good to us. He's always answered our questions. He's, he's, Always put up with us, and, and I, I, I'm glad you said it. I, I echo everything you say. Look, we might not always like what he does. We might not always like how he runs the team or the decisions he makes. We talk about the draft picks, all of that stuff. This is put all of that stuff off to the side for a second. And now it's about him. It's about making sure he's okay. It's about trying to figure out now what this means moving forward. And it's, it's purely speculative. We, we, this literally just fell in our laps 45 seconds ago, right? I mean, right before we came on the air. So what does it mean in terms of, okay, first of all, before we start talking about the big picture ramifications that we don't have answers to, my goodness, can 2022 just come to an end for this organization? Please, man, pretty please be done now. Did you notice that you did not, I did not see Steve Kime sitting next to Michael Bidwell and all the shots they showed from the game with Michael in the suite last week. They only showed like two. I didn't notice that either. I, but I did not see Steve next to him. I'll also mention we were supposed to have Steve on the show Friday. last Friday. 
and we had to reschedule because he was under the weather, wasn't able to join us. You know, not trying to connect dots or anything like that, but obviously I didn't notice that about Steve and Michael. I was trying to remember, you're talking about during Monday foot Monday Night Football when during they were the showing game shots? On Monday of, night, they showed a couple of shots of Michael Bidwell in the booth, and usually Steve Kime is right next to him. I mean, they're always right next to each other. And you can always see an extra guest with Michael to the to Michael. Steve is always to Michael's right, and to Michael's left is always a guest, Doug Ducey or somebody. Right. They did not. They showed pictures that I didn't think of it, but there was not. Uh, there was you did not see Steve at the game. I did not notice that. That's good. So, That's good observation. Yes. So I really just yeah. I. I I hope he's okay. Again, this is, you know, he's got a family and I'm concerned about his health. And I do hope that he's all right. What, if in, the, in the meantime, I would imagine. I've got news on that. Adrian Wilson would handle the active duties, I would imagine. It's being split. According to Rappaport, who just followed up with his own tweet, Steve Kimes' duties are being handled on an interim basis by VP of Player Personnel Quentin Harris and VP of Pro Personnel Adrian Wilson. Okay. So for now, they're handling all of the duties. Now, you know, again, we we talk about this year. We talk about how almost unbearable at times this year has been with everything. I mean, just think about starting with the loss to the Rams in early January and just about everything that's transpired over 2022. It has been a true nightmare for the organization. This certainly, and obviously it's already been a hell of a week for the organization with Kyler on Monday and now this. Trying to ascertain what this means for the future of the organization is kind of like trying to ascertain what Kyler's injury means for the future of the organization. It's murky. It's hard to see. It's very unclear. We don't know what the organization was going to do in the offseason. There's still four games to go. There's still a quarter of the season left, right? So in terms of these big, big picture decisions that the organization was going to have to make about who was going to be making these decisions, I, I, I don't know what this news does for any of that. And and at some level, honestly, it doesn't matter. We all just want Steve to get well. We all want Steve to whatever it is, the, the, the health-related leave of absence that requires him to not be with the team, that he gets back as soon as he possibly can. But it just continues what has been a very, very troubling year for this organization trying to navigate these choppy waters. Man, it has been difficult. Yeah, and and this late in the season, you know, roster decisions, a dub and they'll be able to handle it. They'll be able to handle the practice squad and calling guys up. There was a bunch of transactions made today, I believe, yeah, right? Tons, I mean, a bunch yeah, of tons. bunch of transactions. So they'll be able to handle that. That'll be fine. You know, the the day-to-day business will go on. They've got people capable of doing it. Um but, you know, again, uh, indefinite leave of absence for Steve time health related so uh, you know hopefully he is okay for him and his family uh, definitely thinking about that more than I'm thinking about you know what the Cardinals are going to do with their first round pick in the draft right yeah now. 50 years old he's in his 10th year as the Cardinals general manager he's been with the team in one capacity or another since 1999 when he was hired as a regional scout you mentioned that been there, for a long time yeah, yeah you mentioned that there were several moves that were made today they they designated offensive lineman Will Hernandez to return they signed Titan Max Williams to the active roster. They uh, signed quarterback David Blau to the active roster off of Minnesota's practice squad. They put Rondell Moore and Kyler Murray on injured reserve. They put quarterback Carson Strong on the practice squad. There have been moves. Of course, there are other 
decisions to be made too. contract extensions, whether it's one for Zach Allen, whether it's one for whether it's one for Let's Byron about Murphy, that for a second, right? Because there are a lot of decisions that have to be made, not just extending their own guys. But, you know, you start to look at the cap. You've got about twenty three million dollars in cap space going forward. And, you know, do you need to restructure any deals? What do you, you know, outside of the draft, the scouting department, everybody's getting ready for the draft and free agency. I think they'll be, you know, fine there in the interim basis to just continue to prepare for that. But, yeah, there will be some, uh, de- you know, definite decisions that have to be made as far as, you know, contracts and players coming back and not coming back. And do you want to offer an extension to J.J. Watt and try to keep him here? Or do you move on from J.J. Watt? You've got your own free agents that you got to think about, too. You know, do you do a contract extension for Hollywood Brown? There's just there's many issues. OK, who's going to be the you know, you got Colt McCoy. How long is Kyler going to be out? What do you do with the quarterback spot for next year? Who sure. who is the player? You're, you're not just going to have Colt McCoy. You'll go out and you'll go get another veteran quarterback that'll be there so that way you have more you know more experience with Kyla being out for a little while yeah no no doubt there are there are lots of decisions to be made but at the core of this is just concern for Steve to make sure Steve's okay to hope Steve is okay um you know just a reminder that you know Tyler Drake tweeted this out our Cardinals writer for ArizonaSports.com it is a good time to remember that players coaches general managers they're people too you know and as much as they're in the public guy and as much as their moves are easy to criticize yes. and easy to second guess and we talk about moves that need to be made and this guy needs to go and that guy needs to go at the end of the day there's a human being at the other end of that conversation and it's it's always good to remember that so we wish Steve Kime nothing but the best of course we wish the organization nothing but the best as it has been just such a hard season for them to have to deal with and this is just another element to that that they're going to have to navigate their way through so we we wish him the best we wish them the best and we'll continue to talk about this story as more information comes in as we start to get more stuff that we can that we can pass along Steve Kime once again Steve Kime is taking an indefinite health related leave of absence from the team his duties are being handled on an interim basis by Vice President of player personnel Quentin Harris and VP of pro personnel Adrian Wilson. All of this according to Ian Rappaport's Twitter account. Steve, we wish you the best. Wish you the best. We wish you the yes. best. All right. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, our thanks to the Suns for kind of rearranging things on the fly. Our conversation with Tori Craig, Suns Forward, is coming up next on the Burns and Gambo show. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. leader. Coming off the court, you hear it straight from a Suns player with Burns and Gambo. Brought to you by America Roofing, Arizona's number one roofer online at americaroofingco.com. For a free estimate or 10% off any roof repair, that's americaroofingco.com. We've been moving some things around on the fly today on this edition of the Burns and Gambo Show with the news. The Cardinals general manager, Steve Kime, is taking an indefinite health-related leave of absence. His duties are being taken over, at least for now, by Vice President of Player Personnel Quentin Harris and Vice President of Pro Personnel Adrian Wilson. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because we we owe a, uh, a thank you to our friends over at the Phoenix Suns, and we owe a thank you to Tori Craig, because we were supposed to have Tori on in the last segment of the show, but this news just broke, and he was kind enough to allow us to push back our conversation with him for another segment. So, Tori, we appreciate that. We appreciate you coming on Thanks for being flexible with us. It's greatly appreciated. 
no problem, man. Troy, I first want to ask you about this, and I was reading the story about this uh, documentary, Transform the Court, a Tory Craig story, talking about you and your journey to the NBA and giving back to your hometown, a Great Falls, South Carolina. Tell me a little bit about this documentary. Oh, man, it was just something um, I, I, I've been planning to do since I got an NBA was um, – Doing something for the community, something special for the kids there, and um, and uh, this this the the people that that gave the goals to me, Gorilla, they actually wanted to produce it and um and put out like a mini documentary, and um they was able to fly in and and get some B roll of the city and get and learn a little bit more about the city and me, and um and we actually came very close, so I was just thankful that. They filmed that for me and, and did that for me and contribute as much as they did. Yeah, and the documentary really just helps a lot of kids kind of see the, you know, dream dream bigger, right? Dream big. I mean, try to make your dreams come true. Look where, where you came from and where you are right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly, because it's, it's probably kids that's in smaller towns than I, than I grew up in, and situations probably a little bit harder than mine. But um, I just wanted to kind of be an inspiration and give hope to the kids like that to let them know that hey, I was in that same position. I, I went to the same sort of school and in, in similar conditions to to help motivate them to kind of give them that extra edge they need to keep dreaming big and and keep staying motivated. That's great. Tori Craig joining us here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Suns forward coming off a, a loss by the team last night to the Houston Rockets, 111-97. Uh, obviously, the fan base so invested in this organization, especially over the last couple of years. For you guys, how how easy is it? How difficult is it to navigate a tough stretch like this? How, how do you guys handle it with, with something that this organization isn't used to over the last couple of years, this losing streak you're going through? Honestly, man, in my personal opinion, I kind I, I love it for us. I really? Like yes, yeah, I, I feel like this is something we kind of need. Um, from from going to the finals to the next year winning um, franchise record with wins, and uh, we kind of learned the hard way in the playoffs. So it's kind of good to to get it early on and learn from the mistakes now and come closer and more connected as a team. And figure it out now because we've had what eighteen game winning streaks, ten game winning streaks, eleven game winning streaks, and then when it gets to the playoff, that's when everything really matters. So um, I think I think going through this tough stretch and learning from it, uh, we we've already learned a lot, and I'm I'm excited to see how we we, we respond. And um, we have good film sessions, so we pretty much know what we need to do. We had kind of got like disconnected defensively, um, offensively, been struggling a little bit, so. All that, and, and, and we're still in, in some of these games and, and things like that with guys being out. So, like I said, man, I think it's, it's only going to prepare us. No, no great team has won anything without going through adversity. And uh, we'd rather go through it now than, than than dealing with it in the playoffs like we did previously, which is losing in the finals to the Bucks or um, blowing a two, another 2-0 lead against Dallas and losing the way we did last year. So, All right, part I, of I, would, I would much rather go through this now. 
part of that tough stretch was two losses to New Orleans. I want to ask you, we had James Jones on, your GM, earlier. I asked him, I'll ask you the same thing. H- how did you react to the way they ended that game on Friday night with the, with the, uh, the, the Nance dunk and then, you know, you guys don't score and then they give it to Zion and he does a spinning dunk with 1.2 seconds left. There was a scuffle. So obviously some of your guys took exception to that. How did you feel about the way they handled the final 20 seconds of that game? I mean, it's just it's just two competitive teams at the end, you know, a lot of pride. So, uh, um, I, w- I, w- I would have been surprised if guys didn't kind of react to it. But I mean, I, I didn't mind it, man. We we've done it to, to teams um, uh, uh, throughout the past, so it's just part of the game, man. It kind of like it, it's kind of like setting like a rivalry tone. So, so I'm here for it. W- whatever, whatever they need to motivate them, because um, I know we'll be ready. Uh, when it comes time to play them, and um, yeah, it just it just makes the matchups more exciting. We got them coming in uh, in a few days, so I'm pretty sure everybody's looking forward to that. Troy Craig, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show for our weekly off the court segment with the Suns player Troy, kind enough to join us here on this Wednesday. I want to go back to your answer about the struggles that you're going through right now and how you kind of, I, I guess, enjoy is probably the wrong word, but at least you appreciate the fact that you're going through the struggles. Do you think on this roster and in that locker room, you've you've got others who feel the same way that you do, or do you feel like you're kind of that's how you interpret it? Not everybody feels the same way. Yeah, I'm not sure if everybody feels the same way, but. No, nobody, nobody likes losing. We, um, we got a team, a bunch of competitive guys. Some of the most competitive guys I ever played with, and um, losing, losing hurts. But I kind of try to find the, the bright side in every situation. Yeah, we losing these games, but we also learn valuable lessons on on what we need to do and, and why we're losing and how we're losing and what we need to do. So um, I look at it as like a learning curve, and like I said, it's only going to make us better. Um, in the long run and, and playing against the team, you know, what we need to do and, uh, and stand together and stand connected because we watched film on the Houston game um, last night and, and we did a lot of great things in that game. We just didn't make shots and, and that happens in basketball. You're going to have some nights where you just can't um, throw the ball to an ocean. So uh, we just we just missed a lot of shots last night, but I think we did a lot of good things that's going to carry over for us and uh, we, we're going to be ready to play tomorrow and come out and uh, and be prepared and, and try to get a win in LA. Chris's first year here was fantastic. His second year really good too. He was a he was a one two punch or a one one a punch with Devin Booker, and then something happened. I think in that Dallas series where there was a lot of struggles, and he's come out of the gates this year and really struggled again. Do you think age has caught up to him, or do you feel that Chris Paul can get back to playing at a level where he was one of the top players in the league? Yeah, man, I think he can get back to it. It's just a. It's just the injury, the injury with him, and then um, the rhythm and flow of the games, and, and different different lineups and things of that nature. But I think over the course of these next couple of weeks, he'll start coming along once he gets his rhythm back. And, and because Chris, like I think he had what four turnovers last night. Yes. That, that's not CP. CP CP rarely turns the ball over. He prides himself on taking care of the ball. So we understand that. He's trying to get back into the, the flow of rhythm, and that's going to take a little bit of time, and we all understand that. Yeah, Dallas, you know, when they put Dorian Finney-Smith on him and then they backed him off and they dared him to shoot to three, you know, they didn't get allow him to get to that elbow. You know, they didn't allow him. They would have the big pop out and make sure that he couldn't hit that elbow jumper. He took that away. Do you think other teams are kind of playing him a little bit differently than they have in the past defensively? Yeah, I mean, I mean, 
if you know Chris Paul, you kind of know like his spots on the court and where he want to get to. So, of course, the um, other teams are going to try to take out what he do well. And um, that's why we have our coaching staff and everything to try to set him up to be successful and put him in, in situations where he can help us thrive as a team, to help himself thrive. And um, he, like, like I said, I just give a little bit more time, and I think I think he'll come along. I think he'll be fine. We didn't get to see Zion last year when you guys beat New Orleans in that first round. And, you know, watching those two games and just watching just the physicality that he plays with, the speed, the athleticism, it's it's almost unsurpassed. It's even different than what Giannis brings to the table. You had to match up with him quite a bit in that in those games and guard him. How tough of a guard is he? Yeah, it's... it's it's uh, um it's kind of it's kind of tricky because you want to give him space because uh he's not a shooter but then once you give him space he also can can eat up that space with speed and force and and just launch off so you kind of have to kind of balance the 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 pickup points on him and and knowing how much room to give him and um I think a guy like that you just got to show him bodies and, and make him make decisions in crowds uh, and I don't think we did a good enough job of that and. That's why um, he was able to dominate it like how he did. But I think moving forward, we'll um, we'll do a much better job. Like I said, all these games just learning learning pieces for us, and uh, we're going to continue to get better and learn from the games we play. Tori, we appreciate the time as always, and again, thank you very much for your flexibility with us. We appreciate it. We look forward to talking to you again sometime in the future, and good luck against the Clips tomorrow. All right, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Tori. Troy Craig joining us on the Arizona Sports Line. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Do want to remind you, you can join Bud Light this Sunday. It's a Red Sea Road Rally. As the Cardinals are taking on the Broncos, you can enjoy great prizes, ticket giveaways, food specials all game long at Philly Sports Bar and Grill off Warner Road in the I-10. Head to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com for more information when we come back. If you're just tuning in, Arizona Cardinals GM Steve Keim is taking an indefinite health-related leave of absence from the team. We'll get you caught up on everything with that story next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. We have an official statement from the Arizona Cardinals regarding the indefinite leave of absence that General Manager Steve Keim has taken. We will read that to you in a moment. First, let's get an update on our Twitter poll question of the day. We turn it actually over to Mitch here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Go ahead, Mitch. Burns and Gambo need to know Twitter poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. Our little boy Eric's all grown up. He huh. went to go MC a what? a it's law a graduation. graduation. Yeah. yeah, a law school graduation. Yeah, uh-huh. Eric's gonna go. He, he came in with the suit and tie. Wow, and fancy pants over there. Look at wow. that. Literally fancy pants. They what were they were pants to a bunch of fancy. future lawyers. I think he's just there to read the names. I could be wrong. Oh, right. Okay. I, like, I believe it is MCing the. Event, MCing yes. events. I don't want to say he's just doing that, but it's I'll not be, like he's giving the speech about, hey, go do what I do. You oh, know? I, I hope he's got one good lawyer joke. <laughs> <laughs> got to have one of those. How many lawyers does it take to, you know, he's got to have one. 
<laughs> you got to know your audience, got, Gambo. You got to have one. I don't know if he wants to do a lawyer's joke, ripping a bunch of lawyers in a oh, room you full gotta, of future you, lawyers. I mean, maybe. I don't know. You got to know the room, right? You got to know your audience. Yeah. So. He's off to go do that. Mitch is... Uh, something, something. I was too tall to get across the playground. I guess you could say I didn't pass the bar. Ah, uh, something oh, like that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Something, something like yeah. that. Um, we'll just... Hopefully, he doesn't have too many names that are difficult to pronounce, because that's always the tricky part when you're reading <laughs> off those grad names, right? That's all. As someone with a difficult part. last name, I don't uh, right. envy the position. Mitch Verzarilidius. Mm. Yeah. Um, Mitch, what do you have for our poll question today? I have a good one today. The brainchild of myself and Eric today. Can the Phoenix Suns still win a championship with Chris Paul? We've got three options for you. Yes. Yes, but only if they make some additional move. And no. I think it, I'm going no. I know, and I'm debating. I really am. I'm debating because for reasons we'll get into in a little bit, I still think it's yes if they make a move because I think that's open-ended enough that it gives me the power to say, well, if they get Kevin Durant, which I don't think they're going to, but you know what I mean? It's it's like I'll give them um, the window is still there, but they have to make a move. If they if they don't, I don't think they can. I'm starting to believe, and I re- re- reserve the right to change my mind, but I'm starting to think after watching Chris Paul play for a little while now that I think their best chance to win may be post-Chris. What's our audience say on this one? The audience on this one are still holding out hope that this is possible. However, they would like a move to make him feel better. 51.8% say yes, but only if they make a move. 358 are with Gambo saying no. 12.4% remaining say yes. All right, that's the poll question. You can find it on the Burns and Gambo Twitter page. At Burns and Gambo, one word is where you can find it. This is a statement released by the Cardinals about 10 minutes ago. Arizona Cardinals general manager Steve Keim is currently on a health-related leave of absence. Keim's duties are being handled on an interim basis by Vice President Player Personnel Quentin Harris and Vice President Pro Personnel Adrian Wilson. Out of respect for privacy, which is required by law, the team will refrain from commenting further. Yeah, I expect that. I totally expect that. Like at this point, you know, knowing Steve as a father and a person, and and I know him pretty well, um, you know, my thoughts are just with him. And I I could care less about anything that's going on over these next four games. He's whatever he is. I just hope he gets better. I hope he's okay um, for the sake of him, for the sake of his family, you know, as he's a good father. He's a good person. And uh, whether you like what he's done as a Cardinals GM or not is not the issue and it's not the story right now. We just want the best for, for Steve moving forward and whatever this health related issue is, we hope that he's able to yep. overcome it. At the end of the day, it is just a job and sure. while we might and not like everything about how he's done or how they've done, you never wish anybody any ill will. With it. It's no different, honestly, than Kyler Murray blowing out his knee on Monday night. As much as you may have liked how he played this year, didn't like Nobody wants to see that happen to the kid. Nobody wants to see this happen to Steve. Nobody. And so we just wish him the best. I hope everything ends up okay. But there, and even now, like the Mike Leach story from just the other day, sixty-one years old, massive heart attack, and now he's dead. Like a terrible story. And yeah. I was reading a story today about um, a, a soccer uh, journalist covering the World Cup, a popular soccer journalist that uh, that 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 died. So you just. 
listen, I don't know what the extent of this health related issue is with Steve. And um, it's not my intention to try and get to the bottom of that. I can, you know, I don't care about anything outside of I hope he gets better. privacy. Yeah. I just hope. Yeah. And, you know, and most of the time with the with medical stuff like that, there is no there's no like who can be first to report it. Nobody cares. Yeah. I mean, just just hope that he gets better. Let's hope he just gets better. All right. So on we'll, we'll keep you updated on that story throughout the course of the day. If anything new happens, um, if any more statements are released, uh, we'll we'll pass along, of course, any pertinent information. Something that we wanted to talk a little bit about yesterday, and we had a really busy day yesterday. It's almost impossible not to notice what's going on with Carolina Panthers right now and their interim head coach, Steve Wilkes. Almost yes. impossible. Almost. Carolina's 4-4 four and four since Steve Wilkes took over as the interim head coach following the firing of Matt Rule. The Panthers have won three of their last four. They are actually very alive in the NFC South title race. They're just one game back of first place Tampa Bay, even though they're 5-8. and eight. Their remaining four games are all against teams with losing records. They not only have a chance to get to the postseason, now there's being some serious consideration and some talk around the league that maybe Steve Wilkes can keep that job full-time. I don't know how he's not going to keep it with the job he's done. And it's not just the job that he's done. It's what people inside that organization are saying about him. The respect, the leadership, and everything. It's just, you know, a lot of guys have a lot of respect for him and, and what he's done. And even though, you know, Ron Rivera told the, the Charlotte observer in October. He said that confidence he exudes, I think that's where if you give Steve a chance, Steve will come through. And that's the one thing that was so disappointing when he didn't get his complete chance in Arizona. I hope this becomes a complete chance for him in Carolina because I believe he's the right guy for that organization. I really do. Um, so this is a lot of people that are that are talking about the job Steve Wilkes has done, the players, coaches, everybody. They've got a chance to get to the playoffs. They fired Rule. They traded McCaffrey. He's got the team playing hard, run-heavy game plan. Right, They had 223 rushing yards on 46 carries right. in that game against Seattle. He's worked with some of those cornerbacks because he's a defensive guy you know, to get them to play better. Now, all of a sudden, you're looking at them and, man, who, who I think did you, you said it the other day. You got, that's a funny feeling that Carolina might win that division. Did you say that? No, it was... No, no, that wasn't me. Okay. I, I said I have a funny feeling Detroit's making the oh, playoffs. Oh, Detroit, that was yeah, Detroit. That was, but, but Carolina might win that division because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are no good right now. They're no good. They're no good. Look, I mean, there's there's two ways of looking at this. One, did the Cardinals give up on Steve Wilkes too soon? I mean, that we all remember that year. It was just a disaster. Or number two, does a guy get better the second go-around he gets? You know, like a, 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 I think a lot of guys do get better the second quarter. Bill Belichick was not good in Cleveland mm-hmm. as their head coach. People barely remember him with the Cleveland Browns, although Wolf would because he played for him. Um, you know, Pete Carroll. First go around, right? With the Jets and the, even the Patriots. Not like Pete Carroll wasn't very good the first go around. So some guys, yeah, they learn. You know, one of the things about Steve Wilkes to the, that I thought was, man, he was really talking a lot about how great, you know, the coaches are doing and really put it on the players. And I think he kind of lost the players. There was a quote that he had. And tell me if this doesn't, this isn't complete different from when he was here. Coaches do a tremendous job in game planning and putting these guys in position, but all the credit goes to those players and how they go out there and perform and finish with 
everything that we've gone through, different coaching changes, getting rid of players, or the organization trying to tank it, all these different things, to see how those guys respond and come, respond and come out and play, it's pretty thrilling and emotional. Yeah. That's a lot different than the Steve Wilkes comments from when he was here in Arizona. You live, you learn, you evolve, you adapt, and it might be that Steve Wilkes, it might be the Cardinals made a mistake in letting him go, or it might be that Steve Wilkes adapted and evolved into a different kind of head coach, having learned from his first time around on the job. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, is Chris Paul playing his way off of this roster? That's next. Burns and Gambo.